The New York Giants just revealed some big news that will have a big impact on the Rams this Sunday. And what are the Rams' playoff chances right now? And will they get in? That's coming up next here on Locked on Rams. You are Locked on Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Ramley? And welcome to another episode of Locked On Rams, your daily podcast covering your Los Angeles Rams, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Locked On Rams, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're also available over on YouTube, and we're trying to get to 11,000 subscribers before the new year. We're getting close, so if you haven't yet, do us a huge favor. Join the party, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, hit that like button. And let us know what will the Rams final record be. And right now, do you believe they will make the playoffs? My name is Doug McCain. Friends call me DMAC. You can follow me on the X and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. I've been covering LA sports for over a decade, 24-7 sports, Dodgers Nation, SI. Now the Rams four locked on. And as always, I'm joined by the Rams pre-half and post-game show host for the Rams flagship radio station, ESPN 710 LA. He's in his eighth season covering your Los Angeles Rams, the people's champ, Mr. Travis Rogers. You can follow him on X at Travis Rogers. And on today's show, we've got news about who will be under center for the New York Giants and how big of an impact will that have on this game? And we're breaking down all the playoff scenarios. Will your Rams Make the playoffs. We're going to break that down. But first, this episode of Locked On Rams is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Now, Travis, just a few minutes ago, we got word on who will be starting for the New York Giants, and it is not going to be Tommy DeVito. Now, Dable and the Giants they bench DeVito. At halftime of Monday's loss to the Philadelphia Eagles, and he's going to be sidelined. He won't be starting this week. I don't know if Dable is going to get a delivery, some fishes, saying Dable <laughs> swings, swims with the fishes or something like that, but we'll see what happens. It feels like he went into an empty room like Tommy and Goodfellas, and he looked around, and basically his season's over, but it is going to be Tyrod Taylor, Travis. Yeah, maybe he'll reconsider. I think that's the the vernacular that sometimes gave. We would like you to reconsider. Yeah, um, yeah I uh, I wish Tommy DeVito was playing. Tommy DeVito sucks, and Tyrod Taylor <laughs> does not. Right, Ty, Ty, Tyrod Taylor is not the second coming of Dan Marino, but he's a lot better than Tommy DeVito, and and, and I, I think that's a really interesting development coming into this. That Tommy DeVito may have had a, a, a game here or there, a moment here or there, but it was more about the the story that he lives with his mom and that she makes his bed and cooks for him. He's got an agent that's got the crazy suit. And it's, you know, the pizza, $10,000. Like, it was interesting. But the fact of the matter was he wasn't scary at all. You were never worried about Tommy DeVito going out there and lighting you up. Tyrod Taylor does enough things as an NFL quarterback to make you honest, to make you play it straight up, to make you have to worry about some things. And you saw him against the Eagles towards the end. They look like a better team. Now, they're still not a great team, but I think they're better with Taylor than they were with DeVito. And I think that the Rams, what felt like something that was, you know, kind of right there for him to go get, it gets a little bit harder with Tyrod Taylor as their quarterback. 
Yeah, exactly. You're right. I mean, to put it bluntly, he's definitely is not an NFL level quarterback. And I think for DeVito, it was the rise of Tommy DeVito was as quick as the fall of Tommy DeVito. And at this point of the season, I was just looking at Twitter, watching and waiting for updates, hoping that maybe if you consider where the Giants are at, that maybe they say, okay, let's see what we have in Tommy DeVito. It's such a great heartwarming story. Anytime they show his parents going crazy, like you said, living at his mom's house and this and that, and maybe they just continue to ride that until the end of the season because they really have nothing to lose. But then I was like, you know what? This is the NFL. You always talk about it on this show. You owe it to your fans, your organization, to stay competitive, to try to win games no matter what the case. The reality is Tyrod Taylor gives the Giants a better chance of winning football games then Tommy DeVito. And if you look at DeVito, he completed nine of 16 passes for 55 yards. The Giants were down 23 at halftime. They had 101 total yards. And Taylor came in on Monday against the Eagles, and he threw for 133 yards, had a touchdown, had an interception, and he had that Hail Mary attempt there at the late that was intercepted. But you could feel the momentum. And Tyrod Taylor, like you said, he's an NFL quarterback. He's someone who has a lot of experience in this league. In his career, he's 27-27-1. and one. So I'm hoping that after this game, he's under 500 as a starter. But that's who the Rams are going to have to deal with. And really the thing that comes to mind, and we'll break down this matchup, and we'll get into the granular nitty-gritty stuff later in the week, but it's the big plays. It's the safeties yep. getting beat deep. We saw it twice against the Cardinals. We saw it against the Ravens. I mean, it feels like once or twice per week you're seeing a big play against this Rams secondary. That has to be a void against Tyrod Taylor. And I think that's the thing that Taylor's going to bring to this team that DeVito did not. Like you mentioned, Tyrod Taylor has been a starter in the NFL. That's not an easy job to get. That's, that's, there's only a handful of guys that have done that. He has done it, and what I think he will recognize is when he sees one of those opportunities for a big play, he's going to know it before it happens. You know, I'll use Matthew Stafford, who's, you know, a, a graduate level at this, that he breaks the huddle and he goes, oh, I, I got a shot here. Now, whether or not you hit it, that's a different thing, but you see it right away. Tommy DeVito, I don't think, has that level of experience. He doesn't have that level of football IQ to know the mismatch before it's even taken place and know to take the shot right there. Taylor will. Taylor's been a starter in this league. Taylor's been around. Taylor's going to know that, oh, I got an opportunity right here, whether it's on Darian Kendrick, whether it's on, you know, who Russ East, who, whoever it may be, he's going to know what the mismatch is before the ball's even snapped. And that's the part that makes Taylor. Look, Taylor's on the bench for a reason, too. Let's not talk him up like he's, you know, the, the you know, Troy Aikman or anything like that. He, he's been on the bench, but he also has a level of experience in this league that is meaningful that is potentially dangerous the rams should win this game if you know at, at the end of sunday afternoon i don't think we're going to be sitting around saying oh well if tyrod taylor didn't play we would it can't be that you got to beat him anyway but it is a different assignment with a veteran quarterback back there rather than a guy who's been you know playing nfl football for about two or three months yeah, in nine games this season for the Giants, he's played in nine games. He has a one and two record as in games where he started. He's thrown for 725 yards, three touchdowns, and one interception. But that's a great point right there. Look, if you're a Rams team, if your season is going to go down the drain because of Tyrod Taylor, that means you didn't belong in the playoffs to begin with, right? right. And what we saw was an aberration. But guess what? I don't think that's the case with this Rams team. 
right? And you look at Stafford, the way he's been playing, Kyrie Williams, the way he's been playing, the offensive line has done enough to get the job done. We talked about how this defense gives this team a chance to win. All signs point to the Rams winning this game, but it is on the road. It is the NFL. They would love to play spoiler. Here's another thing, too. If I'm pointing out a couple things that kind of scare me, it's Tyrod Taylor running the ball, getting a first down here and there to extend a drive that leads to points. And same with Saquon Barkley, who can still run the ball and be he's still very productive at this point of his career. Yeah, no, look, Barkley is a problem. He's a really good player, and you've got a veteran quarterback that could potentially make some plays. But I think you bring up a good point that the Rams can win this game and Tyrod Taylor can still have a day. The Rams are going to win this game because they score points. The Rams have gotten to where they are over the last month or so by putting up 30 points a game. Giants aren't going to score 30 points. If, if the Rams can get to that 28, 31, 35 number that they've been hitting pretty consistently since their bye week, they're in really good shape. If this turns into a weird game where the Giant defense can have a day, if Matthew Stafford is struggling, if Nakua doesn't have a day, if Puka, all the things that we know, and this game's played in the teens or the low 20s, then it's a different dynamic because, you know, it's the NFL. The other team's going to score their 17 or 20 or 21 points. You get up to 30, they're in a really good spot. So while Taylor and Saquon Barkley are, are, are problematic to a point, the Rams' offense is going to be the reason they win or lose this game. Yeah, and sometimes we, we can get as deep and into the weeds as we want as far as breaking down a matchup. But for me, this one is very simple. Protect the football and don't yeah. give up big plays. If you do those two things, I feel really good about my chance of being this New York Giants team. But also, you mentioned bye. I heard talking about bye weeks there. How about the mini bye? The Rams yeah. are on the mini bye, and really they've been at a disadvantage so many times this season, playing four teams coming off their bye. The Rams are one in three in those games, but you mentioned the Giants playing on Christmas Day, the Rams getting the mini buy. I think they're going to be fresh and healthy heading into this one. I think that's going to be a big factor as well. It's a huge factor. And like you mentioned, it's been the first time that the Rams have been on the right side of that equation in a while. And I'll, and I'll throw one more thing in there. And this is a little corny, but I also think it's pretty much true. The who wants it slash needs it more. We're at that point of the season, right? The Giants are playing for a draft pick. The Giants aren't going anywhere. The Giants season is over in two weeks, no matter what happens. The Rams have to win this game. I know we're going to talk about this coming up in a little bit. They have to, they, they might have to win a week from Sunday too, up in San Francisco. And we'll, we'll get into that, but the Rams have to have this game. This is a game they should win. I would Sean McVay is really good at getting his guys ready to go when they absolutely need to be ready to go. So I'm not worried about them at all when it comes to, uh, you know, their, their, their readiness, they're rested, they're prepared and they got to have it. I think they're going to be in a good spot. That is a great point because this is the same Rams team that was focused and ready to go. They were executing well against the Ravens on the road in an early window game in the rain. I think they're going to do the same against this Giants team. And I think that, look, the who wants it more, who needs it more, especially plays up when they know they got the 49ers on the road in their season finale. If it was like the Cardinals at home or something like that, then maybe the foot wouldn't be on the gas as much. But I agree with you 100%. That's a big factor. Now, will the Rams be in the playoffs what do the playoff scenarios look like? What does ha what has to happen this weekend for the Rams to clinch a postseason berth? That's coming up next here on Locked on Rams. So we're getting into bowl season. We're getting into NFL playoff season. Of course, there's NBA basketball. There's NHL hockey. We're not that far away from baseball. And you're thinking, I'm going to get tickets to the game. I'll, I'll take care of it. I'll take care of it. Then all of a sudden, the game's here. Game time app. 
This is where you put the game time app on your phone because you don't need to worry about when and how you're going to buy tickets to your next big event, right? Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, and comedy and events near you, right? And killer last minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat, and the best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. You sometimes think, oh my gosh, I'd love to go today, but the game's just about to start. You don't have to worry about that. Game time has tickets on deals right up to the start of the event. Even an hour after it starts, it is the place to find your last minute deals. So don't wait around anymore. Don't think about it. I can go here or there. Put the game time app on your phone, right? Download the game time app, create an account and use the code locked on NFL for $20 off your first purchase. That's the game time app. Create that account. Use the code locked on NFL, L O C K E D O N NFL for $20 off. Download that game time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And we're off and running here on Locked On Rams. Thank you for making Locked On Rams your first listen every single weekday, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Also, a special shout out to our everyday listeners out there. We appreciate you watching every episode, listening to every episode. And you can be an everyday listener too. Just join the club. Membership is 100% free, and you won't miss a thing about your Los Angeles Rams. And also, a reminder that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. You got Locked On Dodgers, you got Locked On Lakers, Locked On Chargers, Locked On Clippers. I think Travis, we're just going to start uploading the first 10 minutes of every show before we start recording. We'll just do a mini locked on Dodgers maybe episode. We can rock one of those out, but definitely go check that out. Now, Travis here in our second segment, we're talking about playoffs and right now it's pretty simple. The Rams this week, you have to beat the giants and the Seahawks had to lose to the Steelers or this won't be hard at all. The Vikings and Packers ends up in a tie. So that's how you punch your ticket to the postseason this weekend. Yeah, well, hopefully Class A comes over to the Dodgers before too long. So we can we can do a, a little locked on Rams Dodgers side piece uh, on that for sure. Yes, um, look, there are two games that have taken place this season that when, when you think about it, that we may be talking come second week of January, like, hey, what the heck actually happened? Here, here are the two games: Rams in Green Bay, where they had their worst game of the year. Thanks, Brett Rippin. And you just said, okay, that because the Packers are lurking as a potential tie-breaking opponent, and now you have a head-to-head loss with them. The other game that could have made you breathe very easy going into week 18 of the season was Monday Night Football a couple of weeks ago when the Eagles were in Seattle and had that game pretty much locked up late. The Seattle Seahawks come back, they end their four-game losing streak, and all of a sudden the Seahawks pull one out of their you-know-what to beat the Eagles. Now the Seahawks are grooving a little bit. The Seahawks are right there. Now, yes, you hold on to the tiebreaker over Seattle, but Seattle's got Arizona and Pittsburgh left. They can jump over you. Now you're down in the seven and you're dealing with tiebreakers against teams like Green Bay that we talked about. You need to take care of business this weekend, but there is a scenario that exists where that San Francisco game, which we were hoping was just a, all right, well, we already punched our ticket. Now you got to go up there and win and because they got their butts kicked by Baltimore on Monday Night Football. They're still competing for that number one overall seed. 
they're going to be throwing everything they got at you too. They're, they're still a long way to go. Yeah, just imagine that San Francisco game. Like you mentioned, the enormity yeah. of that, knowing that your playoff hopes could be on the line. But you mentioned that Seahawks team. You got to give them a lot of credit. I mean, they're squeaking sure. out these victories late, and they put themselves in a position where you got the Steelers at home. You play the Arizona Cardinals. They could finish 10-7, and seven, and then the Rams at 9-8, and eight, the Packers potentially at 9-8. and eight. And like you mentioned, that Packers loss just comes back to bite you, and then you start yelling and punching air, thinking about why you didn't get a backup quarterback earlier. But – we are where we are, and look, the reality is if the Rams win their final two games, look at the Mitch Lotta half full here, they're in, and they have a six seed. They're the number six seed yeah. for a Rams team that started three and six. They've gone five and one miraculously since the bye. And if you look at their chances right now, they're at 68% according to the New York Times playoff model. They were as high as 72% after they did beat New Orleans on Thursday night. Now, if they had lost that, they would have been under 20%. So we're still playing relevant football in December. And just kind of going deeper into it, the Rams, they did get help from the Lions, who beat the Vikings. But the Packers, Seahawks, Bucks, and Falcons, they all won. Talking about Seattle's comeback over the Titans. That was a second straight week. They did that. Now, a win over the Giants, that increases the Rams' odds to 88%. And you win the final couple games, then you're absolutely going to be in the playoffs. So really... The focus is being the Giants this week, and hopefully everything else will take care of itself. Yeah, Sean McVay was talking about that too, that he's trying, you know, what the Rams have been really good at since coming out of their bye week is controlling what they can control. And what they can control this week is getting ready for the New York Giants. What they control this week is their own team. They can't worry about what Seattle does. You can't worry about what Green Bay does. But that's what you and I are here for. We're here to worry exactly about those things because it is worrisome. That Niner game feels like it's going to matter. And I guess if you want to be optimistic and, you know, maybe we can talk about this on two on Monday morning when we kind of come back and are talking about what happened on Sunday afternoon, it, when the Rams have to have it against the Niners, they found a way to get it done and then had tip to Jaquasti Tart. Yes. Yet again, but they can do it. We saw them play with them for a half. San Francisco is really good. But they've lost games this year. They can be beat. We've seen what happens when Brock Purdy has to play from behind. It's not particularly pretty. Let's hope we get the hope. Well, let's hope we get the help anyway. I, I, I do not need to go into San Francisco. It's the one matchup with Sean McVay that you have. You're like, yeah, I don't think we're on the right side of this one. It might be the only one in the NFL that I feel that way about. But that what that 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 may be what it comes down to. Uh, hopefully not. Hopefully that. Somebody, I, I don't know, is it Trubisky? Is Trubisky the quarterback for the Steelers? Hopefully Trubisky steps up and uh, does something for us. Yeah, so that's basically the dream scenario, right? Because you have the tiebreaker over the Seahawks. If you can get them to some way, somehow lose one of their final two games, that definitely helps in a big way. Now, the doomsday scenario for the Rams is if you beat the Giants on Sunday, but the Seahawks, they beat Pittsburgh and Arizona. The Packers beat Minnesota and Chicago. They haven't, Chicago hasn't been the Packers and Lambeau since 2015. So if those two teams win their final two games, the Rams absolutely have to be the 49ers if they want to make the playoffs. It's as simple as that. You have to find a way to go into San Francisco and get a win. And you know what, Travis, I'll say it right here, right now. There's a part of me that kind of wants this. There's a part of me that kind of wants to get this San Francisco get our the regular season San Francisco monkey off our back in a situation that would rally the troops, galvanize this group saying once and for all, we're going to go up to San Fran, get that win. But the same token also gives me nightmares. Okay. Let me ask you this. 
what do you think the nine? I, I always like to do this. Whenever I'm thinking, okay, do I have to worry about this? Like, I try to put myself in the other guy's shoes and think about what it may look like when uh, it, it comes around. Are the Niners worried about playing the Rams? I don't think they are. I, you know, like, I, I, I think that's one of those that we feel pretty good. This is the right opponent at the right time. This is a good matchup for us. That's why I don't like it. Can they win? Of course they can. It's the NFL. Everybody can beat everybody. You know, the whole cliche about any given Sunday. But I don't think that the the Niners are like, oh, man, the Rams are hot. I think they're thinking, oh, perfect. We got the Rams. We got the Rams coming in here just because it's been such a good matchup for them in the Shanahan era. Uh, you know, Rams always got a shot. They got Matthew Stafford. They've got a couple of guys on offense and got Kyron Williams. But it, it's a bad matchup for the Rams, and hopefully it takes care of itself prior to us getting there. Look, Nick Mullins goes out there and, and deals it. Then all of a sudden we've got a, a, a totally different dynamic. They still have a, a faint heartbeat, so hopefully we can see something out of those guys. Yeah, like we were talking about before this show, the thought of Nick Mullins having the Rams playoff hopes in his hands definitely scares me. A guy that's throwing six interceptions over the past two weeks. That's absolutely terrifying. That definitely keeps you up at night. But to answer your question about the 49ers, are they afraid to play the Rams? The answer is absolutely not, especially in the regular season. I think if it was the playoffs, Different. I think you would start to see some doubt creep in Shanahan. I mean, they still need to get over the hump with all the talent they have. I think at that point too, if you're playing the 49ers in the playoffs, that means the Rams are continue to be that hot team, a lot of top end talent that has a Super Bowl winning coach, a Super Bowl winning quarterback. But in the regular season, the 49ers, they realize that they have too much talent to not perform better. And they want to have a get right game. They want to start feeling good and start firing all cylinders heading into the playoffs. So definitely it scares me in the regular season. The playoffs thing is a different story, but absolutely to answer your question, I think the 49ers are almost welcome and want the Rams coming in there to play a relevant game to kind of give themselves a reason to have to play up and get those juices flowing heading into the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, make Brock Purdy have to do something. I think that's, and I know he's an MVP candidate right up until he threw 74 interceptions on Monday night football, but it, it's make him do something. I know that Debo can do something. I know that Kittle and McCaffrey and those guys can do something. I know Ayuk can do something. I know that that defense with Warren and Greenlaw and the rest of them can go do something for sure. Make Brock Purdy do something special. Prove it to me. Like, you know what I mean? Like just in the playoff quarterback play is so important and there's going to be a moment or two. And, you know, maybe it's not a playoff game necessarily for the, for the Niners, but it's going to have a playoff intensity for the Rams. If in fact it comes down to that and make them go do their thing against Brock Purdy. I, I, I like the Rams chances because that I, I'm still not sold on that guy when they've had to have it big, that, that Monday night football game was a big deal. It was an MVP showdown. It was a standalone game. He threw four picks and he looked like, you know what? Now everybody has a bad day. I'll give him a little grace on that, but make Brock Purdy beat me. Okay. Let's, let's, let's take a chance. Yeah, by the way, did I miss the part where Sam Darnold had a beard? I mean, I knew with the, the Panthers, he was rocking a beard, but the Sam Clemente <laughs> Triton out there, the former yeah. Trojan, Kind of look good there until they threw that pick. But coming up in our last segment here on Locked On Rams, we're going to continue to talk about the playoffs and how the Rams have come too close. They've come too far to come this far, and they had to absolutely get the job done for the season they have. That's coming up next here on Locked On Rams. 
All right, get your get your phone out, get your prize picks on your phone, and start having a good time. That's what prize picks is. It's fun. It's a good time. And look, D Mac and I were talking about. He's D Mac's had a pretty good fantasy football season, but you could have a good fantasy football day, a night, right? DFS, daily fantasy sports, the largest in North America. That's what prize picks is, and it's easy. It's fun, and it's easy. You pick between two and six players. You decide whether you want to go more or less on their statistical projections, and you win up to 25 times your money. And, you you know, we talk a lot of football here. D-Mac and I are both baseball guys. There's basketball going on right now. With basketball season right now, you can pick a combo across football and basketball from a specials league, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron plus Travis Kelsey, 10.5 combos of three made, three-pointers made, and receptions. That's not fun. Of course it's fun. Put that Prize Picks app on your phone. PrizePicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the code locked on NFL for a first deposit match of up to $100. Listen again. PrizePicks.com slash locked on NFL. Your code is locked on NFL, L O C K E D O N NFL for $100 deposit match. Absolutely go do it right now. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. And welcome back to Locked On Rams. Thank you for making Locked On Rams your first listen every single weekday, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Locked On Rams, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Now, Travis, here in our third segment, I think the topic I want to get into was. At what point in this season is it going to be considered a massive disappointment and a letdown if they don't make the playoffs? I think a few weeks ago it was they're overachieving a three and six team. To me, I feel like it'd be a massive disappointment if they didn't finish the job. They've come too far to come this far. They absolutely have to win, get in the playoffs, and have a lot of momentum heading into this offseason. We got cap space. You got a first round pick. I think it would definitely be a big blow and a big disappointment if they weren't able to finish the job and punch their tech ticket to the postseason. Anybody that listens to me on my radio show uh, will, will know that I say this a lot because I think it's true. And I think that it applies here. Exactly. Two things can be true at the same time. It can be an incredibly disappointing finish to a season. That's also an incredibly successful season. If they don't win in the, these next couple of games, if they don't get into the playoffs, it's going to be awful because they did all of the work, right? They went from three and six in their bye. And by the way, those first nine games, they looked like, you know what, for the last five or six of them, they were pretty good early. But after that, they beat Arizona and Indianapolis. That was really nothing to write home about. They looked pretty bad doing it. And I think the expectations were, and eh, let's see how high we pick and let's see what happens in the second part of the year. They got hot. They're playing really well. They're winning a bunch of games, and now they control their own playoff destiny. So if they don't get in, it will be a disappointment, and it'll sting for about a few weeks and maybe until the end of the playoffs and the Super Bowl ends. And then you're going to look back and say, as a team is supposed to win four or five games, that's a team that instead won eight or nine. That's a team that's going to have a first-round draft pick for the first time in a long time. That's a team that just went and found five starters in one draft, six if you want to throw Kyron Williams in there as more or less a first-year player. This is somebody that has a full complement of picks. This is somebody that has upwards of 70 million bucks to spend. This is a team that's getting really close to being really good all over again. That window kicked wide open again in the span of about two years. That's going to fill people with optimism. That's going to fill people with hope. So, yes, wildly disappointing to come this far and, and create this much enthusiasm for a season that really didn't have any early. 
But once the sting of it wears off, if in fact it does happen, it's a pretty darn good year when you take a little perspective and take a step back from it. Those are all great points. The fact that the future is bright. It's not like you still have all those guys on the team last year with Gaines and Ramsey. The list goes on right. and on. We're saying, okay, we're in super win now mode. Where if this doesn't happen, we don't have a lot of options. No matter what, they're going to fill this roster with an influx of talent this offseason. You are going to have a first-round pick. There will be a lot to look forward to, but on the same token, Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford. How many years do you have those two guys on the same field at the same time? I always say, people don't talk about Goff and Stafford and this and that. For me, it's why didn't we get Stafford earlier? If you had Stafford and McVay during this entire run, I guarantee you have more than one Super Bowl, right? And that to me is what I focus on the most is you got a hot quarterback who's playing as well as any quarterback in the NFL right now that knows how to win when the lights are bright, when the pressure's on in the postseason, And you got a Sean McVay who there's just something about Sean McVay. You know, better than anyone, Travis. There's something about a Sean McVay team that they believe they think they can beat anyone in the For NFL sure. right now. And I think as long as you have that with the top end talent, yes, we know you got rookies and inexperience and depth at certain positions. We know special teams has been an absolute circus at times. There's no doubt about that. But I say that this stage of the season, I want to see this team play a playoff game because yeah. that to me would really give Matthew Stafford a lot of validation considering the year he had a year prior and Sean McVay. Everyone's like you said, saying that this team was going to be a bottom feeder, one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Yes. You're already overachieving or the surprising the NFL, but it really is crystallized with the playoff appearance. I love what you said about getting Stafford earlier, because you know who else is probably thinking something like that Stafford, right? <laughs> like, and I understand that he was a loyal guy in Detroit, that he's really hot, well-respected there, that, this was not at the end of his Lions run where he said, okay, I want the heck out of here. And it was like, you know, you know, blank you and all. It wasn't that at all. They're like, yeah, give the guy a chance to go do something somewhere else. He's earned the right to go play with a, a winning organization. And I'm sure Stafford's thinking, why didn't I do this two years before, three years before? Why did I wait as long as I did to finally say, okay, man, I, I just can't do this anymore. Now, that being said, and, and I, I mean, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. I, I think that he will be here next year. I think he'll be really good next year. But you're right. He is still – I was talking with my sons, actually. I have two sons. They're 23 and, and 18, and we were talking about this stuff about who's the best quarterback in the NFC. And the only one that I could come up with that you could make a pretty decent case that he is right now is Jalen Hurts. That's it. Everyone else in the <laughs> NFC is is not even – I mean, really not even – Jared Goff, no, not really. Brock Purdy, no, not really. Geno, so we go right on down the line. There really isn't another NFC quarterback. You're like, that guy's better than Stafford. The Rams still have the guy – Right near the top of the stack. He's going to be back next year, I, I would assume. So, yes, the, the clock is ticking, and the Rams have a lot on the line coming up these next two weeks. But number nine is going to be back, and he can still sling it as, as well as anybody else. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's like you have a quarterback's and a head coach's league, and they have one yeah. of the best head coaches and one of the best quarterbacks yeah. heading into the playoffs, playing at a very high level. I need to see a Dodger hat and those shiny veneers at the podium in mid-January. <laughs> That's how you know I'll be having a really good time. <laughs> He's got them both. He's got them both, man. The Stanley Ipkiss ones from the mask, right? Think Freddie Freeman's got a pair himself. Dropped a big bag on. No, those. but first of all, nobody's got the Freddie ones. Those are those are like uh, the Jim the Perry from the mask. Yeah, those are no, those are next level. Those are real deal horses. Sometimes when I see Freddie, I'm like, hey man, can I check my hair in those? You know, it's <laughs> they're you know, those pretty, pretty, pretty tiny, white, but uh, pretty big. 
Be right. Absolutely. But uh, that's going to do it for this episode of Lockdown Rams. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on X and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. And you can follow the people's champ, Mr. Travis Rogers, on X at Travis Rogers. Until next time, whose house? It's Locked On Rams' house.